Good morning, Graceway. Today is Friday, October the twenty-fifth, and this is Tohi and Enoch from the Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. We'll be picking up from last time with verses one through twelve of Mark chapter ten. Here, Jesus and the Pharisees have a discussion about divorce. If you want to follow along, we'll be reading from the NRSV. I'll be reading the role of the narrator and the Pharisees. And I'll be reading the part of Jesus. Mark chapter ten verses one through twelve. He left that place and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds again gathered around him, and as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came and to test him they asked, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife?" He answered them. What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, It's because of your hardness of heart he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then, in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, "Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery." So, don't you love how Jesus responds to the Pharisees' trap? You mean how he sniffs out the test and sort of turns? Their question to a question of his own. Yeah, I mean, he basically makes them answer their own question. The Pharisees cite the Mosaic law, but then Jesus cuts to the core of why Moses had to make allowance for divorce in the first place: the hardness of the human heart. Yeah, it seems like questions of marriage and divorce were as much a topic of controversy back then as it is today. I mean, it only makes sense since it goes far beyond just you know a question of the intimate relationship between two persons, but. Plays a key role in the structure of any community or society, right?、Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just like about the two people involved; it affects everyone—children,、right. extended family, friends, neighbors, the community as a whole, right? Like, there's inheritance law. There's just like questions about、um, all sorts of stuff.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's no accident that questions of marriage and divorce also have been at the center of theological controversies, usually like about schism and church unity.、Mm-hmm. Right, the kind of unraveling that takes place when a marriage falls apart is akin to the kind of faith crisis that takes place when Christians just can't get along. Yeah, I mean, for Jesus, it's no issue, small issue at all, right? In his response, he、uh, resituates Moses's command within the story of creation. Marriage was to be instituted as a permanent one flesh union, and divorce gives up on that original purpose. For Jesus, Moses did permit divorce. But only as a concession to human sinfulness and our hardness of heart. It's a last resort means of limiting the hurt and damage we might do to one another when we fail to live up to what we ought to be. Yeah, it seems like the disciples are slightly taken aback by his answer, since they decide to ask him again in private, right? Right.、Um, you know, this time it actually seems like they did perfectly understand what he was saying, but they're just struck by the severity of his standard. Yeah, and Jesus seems to double down on his answer. In Deuteronomy, it says that a man could divorce his wife if she did not please him in some way. It also provides for the possibility of remarriage, 
though it prohibits getting remarried to the same person after there has already been marriage and divorce. By contrast, Jesus redescribes divorce and remarriage as adultery, and in doing so, he's raising the bar by making sure that it's clear that the point of marriage is not merely whether the wife pleases the husband or vice versa, but a covenantal commitment reflecting the very nature of the created order. Yeah, for Jesus, it doesn't seem to matter who's doing the divorcing either, right? It、mm-hmm. applies to the husband or to the wife alike. If anything, it's clear that he doesn't think marriage is a light matter at all, and so divorce is not one either.、Mm. You know, Jesus doesn't reject the law, so it's not like he's saying divorce is like necessarily, you know, sinful and you should never do it. But he's definitely presenting it as a sad reality of a broken world. Yeah,、um, it seems that's also why church splits can be so painful. You know, I'm sure many of us may have experienced splits before. Even if not firsthand, we've all been affected by churches that we know that have decided to part ways. Yeah, in many ways, it's like you know we're living still in the aftermath of the wounds of the Reformation.、Mm. Um, and even today, it seems like one's views on marriage and divorce can often serve as proxies for one's views on almost like you know the validity or what happened in the Reformation. I mean, the Catholic Church really places incredible penalties on divorce. In divorce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no joke in the Catholic Church.、Um, I have a Catholic friend who got divorced and remarried, but she tells me all the time that the church won't accept her. She can't go and take communion, and they won't acknowledge her as a part of the community. Yeah, and a lot of people sometimes translate that view on divorce to how they view the issue of church unity. I mean, you know, many Catholic theologians still insist that. Martin Luther and John Calvin, you know the other reformers. They shouldn't have broken off. They should just try to work within to reform the church, right?、Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they did is just you know we want them. But on the other hand, you have reformers who are like, hey, you know, we're not, we're, we haven't broken off, right? We're still in the same church, even if those on the Catholic side refuse to recognize them as such. You know, they point out like it's the Pope who excommunicated Luther, not Luther who excommunicated the Pope, right? Right.、Um, yeah, I mean. It's we're still in this big argument. It seems、mm-hmm. um, an argument that, even though it was 500 years ago, is still resonating today. Yeah, but does that mean that Protestants seem to be on the Pharisee side and more okay with divorce? Well, I guess you can kind of see it that way. But in the end, it's not so much a divorce as it is、um, an, sort of an unresolved marital spat. Still, right?、Mm-hmm. And even if it, if Protestants are more okay with divorce, it's not because it's any less of a tragedy. It's just that,、um, you know, I think Protestants believe in justification by faith, and that our inclusion within the church is not on the basis of us to remain without sin, right? In a、mm-hmm. situation of total depravity, sometimes divorce can even be the best course of action in a situation where there's you know abuse or adultery or a whole host of other failings. Right. Right. It's still not a happy thing, right? But You know, this is why we have to cling to God for grace and not rely on our own righteousness. Yeah, but I guess regardless of circumstances and who's at fault, there ultimately still is a split that takes place. Yeah, it's astounding, right? Five、um, hundred years, and there's still just so much distrust among Christians of one another.、Um, and I think this is something that should just really pain us all.、Um, the fact that the church is still disunified、um, is something that really should bring us to our knees. I mean, this is not saying that there aren't still real disagreements and still, you know, theological difficulties, martyrs, blood that still hasn't been atoned for, and whatnot. 
Um, yeah, there's no easy answer to this, but it, it just seems that there should be some fight um, to stay together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's the question that really sticks out you know, for all this. You know, like, given the standard... But also given sin, you know, how, how much should we fight to stay together, right? What yeah. is it? Is it ever okay to call it quits? Mm-hmm. Right? And right. sometimes, you know, when there's just been so much hurt, um, is reconciliation even possible? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's any necessarily good answer to this uh, when it comes to our lives and our relationships. But it seems that we can know that God's not going to give up on us. I mean, Israel did break the covenant, but God didn't let that stop him from trying to win his people back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you take that, and so what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, big questions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today. Uh, come back for more from the Gospel of Mark next Monday. This is Tohi. And Enoch. Signing out.